Hello, friends, and welcome back to the All Things New podcast. Thank you so much once again for joining um, and tuning in for another episode of the All Things New podcast. I appreciate y'all so much. It makes me so happy to see that um, I still get people listening. (laughs) Um, It's just encouraging. It's not like a ton, but every person that listens, it just makes my heart so happy. So I am so very grateful for each of you that continue to listen um week by week and it just makes me so very happy and i appreciate the love and support and i truly hope that i am encouraging someone in some form through this podcast so today's podcast is titled will god really give me the desires of my heart Um, This podcast, I don't really have a ton of notes for it. I'm going to kind of be speaking a lot from my heart because I really feel this in my heart to kind of talk about this very briefly. But a scripture that is very often quoted from the Bible is Psalms chapter 37 verse 4, which says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of of your heart. And I think a lot of times when we read the scripture just by itself, um, especially like without context, we're just like, oh, the Lord will give me my desire, the desires of my heart. He'll give me what I want. He'll give me what I desire. But like the first part says, delight yourself. It doesn't say like, the Lord will give you the desires of your heart and then delight yourself in him. It says, delight yourself in him and he shall give you the desires of your heart. There is a particular order in the way this should be happening. Okay, so I think of automatically, um, when I read the scripture, like we can approach it as as if like, oh, like God's going to give me what I want. But that's not at all what it's saying. Um, it's It's telling us first, delight yourself also in the Lord. And he shall give you the desires of your heart. One of the first examples that I think of in the Bible of delighting in the Lord is when we look at Exodus chapter 34, when we read about Moses going up to Mount Sinai to meet with the Lord, and he has a glow on his face because he's spending time in the presence of God. And he is reflecting God. He's reflecting the glory of God. I'm going to read um, Exodus 34 verse 29 for you guys. And it says, now it was so when Moses came down from Mount Sinai and the two tablets of the testimony were in Moses' hand when he came down from the mountain, that Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him, him referring to God. And uh, the next verse talks about how the people were afraid of Moses. And Moses eventually covered his face with a veil because he was shining so much and the people were so afraid because he was literally glowing. But something so much that I love is how the more time Moses spends in the presence of God, he begins to reflect the glory of God. That has always been something so powerful that I have absolutely loved um, in the Bible in regards to communion with God and being with God. It's the fact that The face of Moses shone, and he reflected God's glory. So when I read that first part, delight yourself also in the Lord, I think of 
immediately I just I think of Moses that's where my head goes I think of this spending time and abiding in the presence of God so much that you glow not quite literally glow but you have something about you some sort of aura around you um the the atmosphere shifts when you walk into the room because the spirit of God is accompanying you wherever you go. It's this this concept of the Lord being with you and reflecting in you. And and the more you spend time in his presence, the more your heart will reflect the heart of God. One of my absolute favorite passages of scripture of all time is Psalms chapter 91, and it speaks a lot of delighting and loving to be in the presence of God. And I'm going to read just a small amount of it for you guys. But it starts off by saying, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. My name referring to the name of God. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. It's a pretty short chapter. It's only 16 verses, but it's incredibly powerful. It's a promise um, that God is speaking, reminding us of the fact that he is our protector. But I love how the beginning of this chapter opens with, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. It's this concept of dwelling, of abiding, of resting, of staying, living in the presence of God, of being in that secret place with the Lord. And that is something that is so important. That is the essence of being a child of God, is knowing him for yourself. And knowing the heart of God is so so important and so crucial and it's the most important thing to know the Lord and to love him because once you come from that place of loving God and serving him and sacrificing whatever because you love the Lord then everything else you will bear fruit from that place
I also love Psalm chapter 27 as well. It's one of my absolute favorite um, psalms of all time. Just a side note, Psalms is incredible, and it's got some bangers in there. So just saying, if you don't know what to read in the Bible, go to Psalms. It's pretty fire. Um, Proverbs is fire too, and so are the Gospels. So just any, like, suggestions. I mean, I know y'all read the Bible, but, like, you know, if you need any suggestions or recommendations... Zombie hitting different. I'm just saying. Okay. Anyways, so Psalm 27. It's kind of this. Um. Once again, it's it's this. It talks about seeking the Lord. Um. In Psalms 27, chapter four, which is one of my life verses, it says, "One thing I have desired of the Lord that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life." to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. This concept of dwelling, of staying in his presence, is so crucial and so important. And from this place blooms everything else. From this place is where the fruit is born. The good fruit is born from this place of dwelling in the presence of God. And so when I read the delight yourself also in the Lord, I've learned throughout my Christian walk that delighting is not merely being a Christian that just goes to church and just prays once, you know, every few days. It's it's not just a quick thing. It's not microwave Christianity. This is abiding. This is dwelling. This is enjoying. I love the Hebrew word here. Um, the word that is used for delight means to make soft and pliable. Um, it also means to be very soft and to be delicate and dainty, or also to spend in enjoyment. I love that word enjoyment. That is also tied to this word delight and i just think delighting is to enjoy is to savor is to love is to just stay in this place and just absolutely love being there and not wanting to leave delighting in the lord is to enjoy him is to enjoy his presence is to savor his goodness and his beauty and to behold his beauty Psalm 27 also talks about beholding the beauty of the Lord. I did read that in, in verse 4. The, the latter part of verse 4 says, To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Like, I desire to behold the beauty of God. And so this delighting in God is not just saying you love God or not just being quick, but actually resting in his presence and actually taking the time to savor and enjoy and love him. And in that place of savoring, in that place of enjoyment, in that place of love that comes from the depths of your soul that can hardly be explained with words, in that place comes that reflection. Moses didn't just get the reflection of, of, of God because he was went to the mountain for five minutes and came back down. He was up there for a long time. He was up there for days. The people thought he was dead. <laughs> They were like, I'm kind of worried about Moses. He hasn't come down the mountain in a minute. I don't know what's going on. But he was abiding and dwelling. He he got comfortable there. He was saying, I'm going to sit here and enjoy the presence of God. I'm going to sit here and listen to his words. I'm going to sit here 
and behold his beauty and behold his glory. And I'm going to sit here and be transformed by God. And so this delighting is, is so special, this intimacy with the Lord, this closeness, this unity, this delighting is, is the essence of being a child of God. It's the essence. And so it's such a sweet, beautiful thing. The Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. I think of tasting and, and when I like to taste something new, I'm, I'm a cook. So not like a, like, you know, I'm not a professional cook, but I'm the cook of the house, right? I'd be cooking. I love to cook. I'd be throwing it down in the kitchen. Anyways, when I taste something new, I like to analyze what the flavors are. It's kind of like if you've seen Ratatouille and um, Remy the Rat is like uh, that scene where he has a strawberry and then he has the cheese and he's like tasting the strawberry. He's thinking of the flavors. And then in his head are all these fireworks and all these different flavors and he's visualizing the beautiful flavors. And then he does the same thing with the cheese, right? He's not just, you know, he, his brother Emil was like just stuffing his face and he was like, don't just hork it down. It's like the same thing. Don't just hork down the presence of God. I know that sounds really weird, but Remy was savoring that strawberry. He savored that cheese. And I know that's a very silly example, but if you've seen the movie, you'll completely understand this analogy that I'm trying to draw. He was savoring. He was taking a moment to analyze these flavors and taking a moment to kind of discover what is this that I'm tasting? What does it remind me of? What does it taste like, right? And we should be doing the same thing with the Lord. I'm not saying like, you know, analyze God, but it's like taste and see. Tasting isn't just taking one bite and swallowing it. You've got to, you've got to let it sit in your mouth for a second. You've got to let, you know, your brain start making connections. You've got to let your brain start forming new neurons because it's a new flavor, right? You got to start, you know, letting that sit, right? And something so, a very, very strong theme in the Bible is sitting and abiding and dwelling. You see these words so often, but that's because this is important to dwell, to sit, to savor, to taste, to see, to enjoy God is the essence of Christianity. It's the essence of being a child of God, saved and redeemed. The fact that we can sit in his presence with immediate access is absolutely incredible because when that veil tore, when he died on the cross, when he bowed his head and breathed his last breath, that veil tore signifying the fact that we can go to the Holy of Holies in any moment. That the Spirit of God is accessible. He is as close as the mention of His name. And if we are filled with His Spirit, if we have been redeemed, we can dwell and savor and abide in the Holy of Holies at the feet of Jesus in any moment in our lives. And I love that. The beauty of the omnipresence of God, the fact that we can be with Him that we can just sit quiet and have a moment and savor and enjoy something that I've learned throughout my walk, which of course I keep saying like, you know, my walk with God, but I'm 23, but like I'm young, but I've learned a lot about God because I love him and I want to seek his face. But it's like something I've learned too, is that savoring isn't always like you're not always doing something. You're not always busy, right? Of course, you're just kind of, it's like observation almost. It's like, sitting and and enjoying and analyzing it's not like you're speaking the whole time like i'm just trying to give an example of like spending time with the lord right 
a lot of times we think, oh, I'm going to go pray. Okay, like, I'm going to talk to God. And sometimes we think we should approach prayer and talk the whole time. And it's like, yes, we should speak to the Lord. Of course, he loves to hear your voice. But he also wants to touch your heart. And he wants there to be room for that. And if you're talking the whole time, there might not necessarily be room for that to happen. Right? I'm not saying that it can't happen, but there's a beauty in the silence and the still small voice of the Lord. There's a beauty in that stillness and that quiet space, in that abiding and that just living and dwelling and just sitting with Jesus. I also think of um, Mary in the New Testament. Um, her sister Martha is busy preparing things in the house. I feel like I could be like Martha all the time because I'm always I'm literally in the kitchen. Like when I'm not at work, I come home and I'm in the kitchen. I'm like baking, I'm cooking, I'm cleaning, right? I'm doing all kinds of stuff. So I feel like I could be Martha like all the time. But Mary realizes she's like, Jesus is here in my home. I am going to stop what I'm doing because I know this one thing. And it says that in the passage in the Bible, this one thing. Mary realized that one thing was the most important to sit at the feet of Jesus and to learn from him. She wasn't, it doesn't say necessarily if she was talking at him, but. She may have been asking questions, absolutely. But the fact is she was sitting and just looking in his eyes and listening and savoring and absorbing his words, absorbing the wisdom that was coming from him. And she was just sitting there and loving him and abiding and dwelling and waiting and enjoying being with him. And so this delighting is something slow. It's not a quick thing. It's not drive-through. It's not microwave. It is the slow cooker. <laughs> I always use a lot of analogies in regards to food because I'm cooking all the time, but it's slow. It's steady. It's quiet. It's just this time to just rest in his presence and allow him to touch your heart, allow him to do a work in your heart. So Yes, the Lord will give you the desires of your heart, but this delighting is that first part of that. You can't split the scripture in two and, and, and say you want one or you want the other without them both because it says delight yourself in the Lord and then he will give you the desires of your heart. And so we have a lot of desires. We have earthly desires, fleshly desires, things we think are best for us, things we want for our lives, and our judgment can be clouded because of, you know, our perspective, our very narrow view of things, our very narrow view of life. But delighting ourselves in the Lord allows us to get on track when it comes to our desires. And we might not even know the desires of God, but we can come to this place where we're like, I surrender all of my desires to you, Lord, and I want your will for my life. And whatever you have is what I want. And that that is when those desires of your heart will be fulfilled, when your desires reflect his, when you spend time in his presence and you get that glow on your face, when you dwell, when you abide, when you savor, when you taste, and when you enjoy. That is when the Lord will give you the desires of your heart because then your desires have become his and they have begun to reflect his desires for your life. So I hope that this is encouraging in some way. This is a topic that I love so very much. Um, and it's so crucial and so important, so important. And I think that we really like, 
especially in Western society, um, those of us who are Westerners, I know some of my listeners are not Westerners, which I think is so dope, but those of us who live in Western society, who live in Europe, who live in the United States, we're so fast-paced, right? Like, so fast-paced, work, drive, public transportation, blah, 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 go, 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 meeting, 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 this, 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 that, 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 and we're so quick, everything's so fast, right? But we can't, like, rush spending time with the Lord. We can't rush our walk with God. It's a process. And enjoying that process is something so beautiful. And, you know, if you are starting out with disciplining yourself, which it, it honestly, your relationship with God will begin as disciplinary and it will be, I have to prioritize this if it's something you're not doing initially. And that can be really hard, but then there comes this time when it becomes a desire and you're like, oh, I need to be in the presence of God, or oh, I miss being in his presence, or oh, I have to spend time with the Lord because I love him and I miss being in his presence and I need to know about, I need to know more about his heart. So there comes this amazing time in your walk with God when it will begin to shift and that spending time in his presence will become something you love and that will become a desire in your heart. And then he will give you that desire by 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 being with you, right? And he will, he will come close draw close to him and he'll draw close to you. So I hope that this is encouraging in some way um, and that it encouraged you or enlightened you in some way. But um, regardless, I hope you guys have a beautiful week. Thank you so much once again for tuning into this episode. If um, you want to share it, I totally appreciate that. I'd also appreciate a rating them five stars would be looking real nice so i would appreciate that very much i love you guys so very much have a wonderful week and i will talk to y'all next tuesday ciao